0: Good evening, it is transfer deadline day, it's Thursday evening if you're catching up and we are live on the Red Tinted Glasses YouTube channel. Callum, I feel there's going to be lots to discuss tonight but of course we will be looking back at Tuesday night's cup victory and um, looking ahead to the weekend's trip to
1: Dingwall. Absolutely, plenty to discuss, I'm probably going to be more filtering through as we do it, and probably after as well so knowing our luck it'll be bad timing
0: yeah i know um i was hoping well maybe we'll see if the club do a little 1903 announcement for us as well um but we'll if we are looking distracted we'll be maybe looking at our phones to see what news is coming through as we tried to keep you as up to date with um what is happening on transfer deadline day
1: all things aberdeen related anyway conor mcclennan's gone out on Lord St St. johnston <laughs>
0: Oh, does this mean I can use my... Oh, look at this. This is this is how good this thing is for live events. That means I can use my breaking news. <laughs> yes. I know Beautiful. Ryan McKenzie loved it so much. Well, I did wonder if he would eventually go out on loan. So that's a loan deal for Connor McLennan. There we go. Talk about timing from the club. I'm very well impressed with that. Yeah, I'm um, not glad. We will, of course, um, be discussing more of the transfer deadline days uh, news later. Um, obviously, David Bates has joined Mechlin on a permanent deal. And um, there might be news around Tom Ritchie's future that might be announced uh, during this show, maybe after. But as I said, we'll come on to that um, uh, later on in the show. But good to have a lot of you with us for this live. Callum 1903, Kaiser, regular contributors to the live episodes that we do. Good to have you all with us. But, Callum, I suppose it's best to start with Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Maybe wasn't the prettiest, but ultimately, job done. I think, despite my tweet to the club in frustration ahead of the four hour journey back up north about the level of performance, ultimately, we're, we're through to the next round uh, a 4 1 victory over on and after extra time. But as much as our performance was poor, I think straight away we should be um credit to Anand for the performance they put in to make
1: it diff- as difficult for us as possible. One hundred percent. They were absolutely brilliant, I thought. Um, not only, you know, just defensively, but also creating a few chances of their own as well. And uh, Chris Johnson at times looking like a little mini messy, they they may cause a lot of problems for us. I I don't know. I I maybe got a little bit overconfident going into it and thought, oh, okay, will be fine, we'll see him roll it. Um, absolutely not anon were were brilliant and they made it difficult for us for us as much as we made it difficult for ourselves as well and um, at times not very pretty viewing whatsoever but mm-hmm. credit to them however thankfully managed to avoid the potential banana skin to get that cliche out early and mm-hmm. uh, get ourselves in the hat for the next round
0: yeah, and there was three changes to the starting lineup. Hayden Coulson um, rested after his injury uh, at the weekend. Jack McKenzie coming in in his place. Johnny Hayes and Leighton Clarkson also afforded some time on the bench with Matty Kennedy and Shaden Morris um, deputising in their places. Um, chance for minutes for Matty Kennedy on his return for injury and a chance really for Shaden Morris to maybe show the Aberdeen fans what he could do. Um, were you surprised to see both Mackenzie and Matty Kennedy getting starts given, you know, it was returned to plastic pitch uh, and we know what they can be like for people that have, are coming back from
1: injury anyway? A little bit, yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose I wasn't too surprised to see Coulson go out. I suppose we'd probably rather um, give him a chance to be rested and, and risk Jack Mackenzie maybe on the plastic pitch. And I suppose good for him to get uh, plenty of minutes under his belt as well. Um, Mike Kennedy, I was a little bit surprised with, given his history just in general uh, uh, with with injuries. But at least he got 45 minutes under his belt. I suppose that's about all we can really see on the positives for uh, for f- probably the first half in general, really.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, Mark Robertson, good to have you along with us on the live as well. And your contributions were massively appreciated, I'm sure, for those that couldn't make the game or, or watch it, because um, you're quite good at getting the goals up. Um, over on Twitter. I'm just glad you didn't catch me falling off the wall when, I can't remember who it was, um, shot miles over the bar and just about cleaned me out when I was deciding to sit on the wall in the, in the second half. But, but calm on that first half, it was quite, I don't know, laboured, is that the right word to say? A, a laboured performance and obviously we rode our luck at times when, when Muir's header hit the post from, from a good ball into the box, but I, I felt at times during that first half in particular, we really tried to almost walk the ball into net where we were looking to score that perfect goal.
1: Yeah, no, I do agree. It was, um, I don't have, yeah, have laboured the word, but a lot of the build-up was very, very slow, and I know Goodwin was very keen to mention uh, a few times, both post-match and pre-match, the sort of tight pitch, which I suppose would have made a difference on the surface slightly, but I would like to have seen us a little bit more up for it and show our class and quality a little bit earlier than we eventually did, but it was poor, and I mean, I'm glad I didn't have far to go, and just staying in Ecclefechan for the night. And um, but really felt, thought, on oh, this could be one of those nights," and wouldn't have fancied that long journey home on the bus uh, afterwards. But you know, it, it, it wasn't great. The build-up play was terrible, and then uh, again, slow starts. We we seem to be loving them so far this season.
0: Yeah, hopefully uh, we eradicate that uh, on Saturday coming. But to be honest, the journey back up the road wasn't too bad. It was only four hours was back in Pitt Medin by quarter to three and that uh, was, wasn't too bad but Shaden Morris you know him and Matty Kennedy both replaced at halftime by by Duke and Johnny Hayes I, th- I think for me I-, I was a bit disappointed in the way he maybe took that opportunity to to grasp his chance I know it's probably a lot of rawness there and we've probably got to remember that as well but I, th- I think we've, we've seen it a lot he, he does a lot of good work in getting into the box Good driving runs, but it's that end product that that could prove to be quite frustrating for us as fans watching him.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we maybe would have expected better against slightly lesser quality opposition, but they did make mm. it very difficult. And again, maybe an explosive player like him might benefit from a slightly bigger pitch um, mm. as well. But still, still disappointing. Still very early days for him, though, and you know, with a lot to learn. Um, and a lot more experience to gain um, just in general, let alone in Scottish football. So um, alarm bells aren't ringing as of yet, but I just think the sooner he you know, makes something happen, whether it's creating a goal or scoring one for himself, then it's better for everyone involved. He'll get that bit of confidence going, and then the fans will maybe go, go, nah, that's why we brought him in.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's kind of like what, what um, Joe was saying about uh, Duke, about if he didn't kind of get that early goal, early assistant at his Aberdeen career, how that might affect him in the long run. Maybe Shaden will benefit, uh, maybe from some generosity like uh, Boyan showed uh, Vinny, which uh, you obviously missed just as well. He scored for you um, on Tuesday night. And I think, I suppose as well, you could say it's partially down to our performance, but you should also probably credit Annan for the way that they played, that, that Jim was almost
1: forced into that double substitution at halftime as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not only with our defensive work, but as I said. Uh, you know they hit the post, and we were very, very uh, lucky to not go one 0 down. And um, so it's not like they just sat in and just made it very difficult and pulled all the tricks out. It, it, they were going forward, making chances of their own. And um, I remember highlighting their number eight in the middle of the park, just being an absolute menace in there. And um, but I, 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 mean, I was very impressed with that, And I thought they looked a little bit better than League Two quality, and they are struggling a little bit in the league after topping the the Premier Sports Cup group uh, that they were in. So. I think things will probably get better for them. And some of the players I thought maybe shouldn't even be playing down that low that let mm. down that level. Um so Chris Johnson specifically, but um all credit has to go for them. It's not like um you know, we we did make our own problems at times, but they they were brilliant, I thought. And I'm yeah, lucky to yeah. I'm lucky to lose four one in the end, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I suppose in the end the, the fitness and the Maybe tiredness of them caught up, and I think it was the uh, Lincolnshire Galabanki said, if only they could convert the performance that they put in on Tuesday night into the league campaign. And if, well, certainly if they can going forward, I'm sure they'll they'll be all right and improve on their their current league position. Um, it I suppose the goal that we did end up getting in the first ninety really kind of summed up our style of play—a very scrappy goal. Um depending on your view on the night, you probably wouldn't have seen it cross the line or how it crossed the line. Um, but Vinny bundled the ball home somehow or another. Um, and you thought once we got that breakthrough, we would look kind of comfortable, but that wasn't really the case, was it?
1: Not at all. I, I remember saying to my brother, uh, who's at the game with um, sort of next 10, 15, 20 minutes, let's put this lot to bed and just mm. end it there. Um, and really twist the knife now that we've eventually got the breakthrough. Um, total opposite uh, as to what happened, but I did not see the finish goal. Um, couldn't see a thing <laughs> whenever it was within about 10 yards of the goal. Could not see what was happening. Uh, Watch the back says so the ball didn't even hit the back of the net. Pretty fortunate um, to, to, to creep over the line, I think. But um, we did not go on to, yeah, we didn't go on to sort of twist the knife, as, as I said, as I would have hoped. And I really, really liked us to just go and, you know, really turn on the style now that we've got the goal, maybe the confidence, the, the little worry in the back of the head that maybe it was going to be one of those nights might have slipped away. But no, we didn't get much better, maybe even worse after the goal.
0: Yeah, I, I I put in the notes that we maybe sat back a little. I kind of thought the same, but again, I suppose you should. We've got a credit on, and that their heads didn't really go down because I was kind of similar thought to you that okay, we've got that that first goal. This is gonna floodgates might open, or we might go up a gear, but we never really saw that. You know, Ryan Duncan came on. I, I was impressed with what I saw from from Ryan. I really liked his his level of directness, and I think there was also. Um, an argument, I'm not sure if it was the ABZ guys that were discussing this on, on on Twitter or not, about a case of whether McCrory and Ramadani should be featuring in games like that because both are quite quite similar, similar, certainly in the midfield but even at the back as well, I know when I had Phil on previewing the game we spoke about continuing the build-up of these partnerships but even coming out from the back I thought Anthony Stewart yes he was finding his man with the passes but it was so lethargic and Jack McKenzie as well I know he was coming in for a bit of criticism on social media um about driving the ball forward and I think you know it was certainly a discussion on the bus on the way down about going forward is Jack McKenzie's future at left back or more in the centre maybe as cover because you really noticed a difference on that left side when Hayden Colson wasn't playing we didn't have that direct driving run that, that we've been getting this season with Hayden.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know with Jack McKenzie because, yeah, definitely going forward in the way that we're wanting to be playing, I don't think he's quite at it. And, I mean, we saw that last season when you had Ramsey on one side, him on the other. There was definitely an imbalance there. And then when he comes in, you've got Richardson, who fortunately plays a right midfielder at times <laughs> uh, on that side. But then at the same time, I don't know if he's got the right build for a centre-back either, so it's a bit of a tough one. He would also be perfect as a left sort of centre-back in a three, but obviously we don't play that. Um, So it is frustrating. I think he just has to keep working at uh, going forward. Sometimes it works quite well with uh, him and Hayes on the left-hand side occasionally. I do notice that Mm. often he does find Hayes out wide. um, Yeah, It is tough and certainly coming out from the back, I'm I'm definitely not convinced by Anthony Stewart uh, at all. Um, and' say at times very lethargic and you said often finding his man sometimes sometimes not and sometimes yeah. going away but um you know there's still definitely work to be done and um I think yeah, I think it was the abZ guys that did mention the the Ramadani McCrory thing which I, I do tend to agree with in that sort of game but then at the same time which one do you take out um hmm. I'm not I'm not really sure I so think right, you now
0: as well who do you put in? Yeah, in that place, as a more sitting midfielder,
1: because you are sort of we also are uh, lacking sort of like a creative 10, if you will, um, which is a bit of a problem. Um, I, I don't know, but then at the same time, if you put Leighton Clarkson in there against League Two, bigger physical players, certainly a number eight, I, I don't know how he'd have fair. Obviously, his technical qualities would have you know probably seen him through the game, but you don't right. want him to throw him in there when he's you know half a foot smaller and everyone else just getting battered in the middle of the park
0: yeah i suppose that's something that we'll come on to a bit later on in in the show um when we look at the, the transfers because we're going to look at kind of the the squad depth and strength or lack of in in, in certain areas but uh jonathan main good to have you along as well and um, saying i'm not going to pretend he's confident we're back well maybe uh, listening to calum a bit longer he'll get that optimism flowing in you and um, but didn't ever feel we'd lose the game deep down um, I'm sure at, at full-time on Tuesday. I'm not sure if I believe you on that, Jonathan. Um, but that's the difference over last season. I suppose that last point, the difference over last season is probably quite true because there does seem to be a bit more resilience uh, about this squad um, compared to last season. I think it was it was brought up in our last live about, um, or certainly in the comments afterwards on on YouTube, that in that opening half-hour against Livingston, Probably last season we would have conceded, whereas this season we managed to to stay firm and go on to keep a clean sheet. Um, But unfortunately, we didn't manage to keep a clean sheet. And as Kaiser's saying, defending corners is becoming a real problem for us. We didn't learn our lesson from the corner five minutes previous when Muir, who must have wondered how he didn't go on score against Aberdeen on Tuesday night, couldn't direct a header either side of Keller Rose. But five minutes later, a good corner swung in and it was Stephen Swinglehurst that, that rose highest. A really good leap and header. Rose probably caught a bit in no man's land, but I, I, to be honest, it was really nothing less than undeserved for a, a large period of what they played.
1: Definitely. And definitely the way they use set pieces and throw-ins. They, they knew exactly what they were doing, clearly worked on it. And uh, yeah, used it to effect. But I, I remember, I've not actually had the chance to see that go back but at the time, I thought, oh, that's another ball flying across in an area that Celleries should maybe be commanding. And um, and we were punished. I think at times Calories did look a bit better uh, collecting mm. crosses and free kicks, to be fair. Um, but, but in that particular case, no. But as you say, it was nothing less than Aaron deserved, to be fair. I don't think you know we can begrudge them taking it to extra time at all really over the course of the 90 minutes yeah despite how raging I was at full time but that was the that was
0: the bonus of mark um filming the goals because I meant for the ones i couldn't see or wanting to see them back i could get a better better judgement of them um within minutes of them finding the back of the net but i suppose it really was a bit more fitness really came into it in that extra time late in clarkson obviously came on you know about you said about maybe being overpowered if he started the game but his technical ability really shone through in that second half. Brilliant delivery for Duke, and um, to get that that goal, which really for me settled any nerves I had in extra time. Um, although Anand did didn't go down without a fight, and um, despite that, uh, a <clears throat> real moment of quality again from Vinny finding the bottom corner, and um, for me, which that that goal really did kill off any any fears of a comeback um, although I did think it was Duke that scored it just the way he had his hand up in the air I thought he kind of just stuck his foot out and diverted it into the bottom corner so that's why I thought it was him um, but I suppose a really professional performance in extra
1: time despite the maybe nervy moments Yeah I think so I mean when it goes to extra I time mean, you feel expect us to probably uh, get, get the job done given you know most of them have probably worked a shift earlier in the day uh, as well. But there's um, a guy next to me kept reminding the players
0: in the first half.
1: Yeah, uh, and saw next to me as well. But um, it, you know, the, the goal. I was impressed with the goal, the quality of the goals in extra time. To be fair, um, mm. I'm delighted for Duke to, to grab another goal, um, and he seemed to really, really, really enjoy it as well. So good for him. I wish it kind of maybe at the other end. Um, I'm sure he would have. Uh, fed off the fans quite a bit as well. Um and Vinny as well. Hopefully we can start to see him um you know add more goals and, and things to his to his game. Uh so it's like for him to, to grab another double. And then when we went on to get the fourth as well, you mentioned how impressed we were with Ryan Duncan. I thought he was absolutely brilliant and gave their fullback a, a, a torrid time. And I think mm-hmm. maybe sort of starting to force his way into you know proper contention, not just appearances off the bench. Uh, not only, you know, with, with the style of play and things, but physically as well uh, for being so young, he's really sort of filled out and, you know, wouldn't look out of place at all, and um, so, impressive, and Lane Clarkson's finished too, very, very good, did well to take it down uh, from the pass from, from Ryan Duncan, I couldn't see it go in at all, I saw him get the shot off and I thought, that's definitely going wide, then everyone started celebrating, so i uh, I've seen that one back and he took it very well, but Again, just showing the technique that Leighton Clarkson has. Um, very, very impressive once again.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. A good finish for him. Not a not a thunder bastard from distance for for a change, but a really cool and calm, composed finish. And I suppose at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how we got through. Um yes, the performance probably wasn't good enough. Well, there's no problem about it, but um we we're in the hat and it was waiting till last night to see who we got and um when, when Park Thistle, Celtic and Motherwell were the three teams left, there was certainly a fear of who we were going to get. Um, and I was definitely not wanting Motherwell because it just seemed to be a bogey team in um, Celtic just because of how they're playing so far this season. So to get a home tie against Partick Thistle, I think, Callum, we've got to be absolutely made up, of, made up of that. You know, the second lowest ranked team left in the competition and a home tie as well.
1: Yeah, definitely, just about as good as you're going to get. A good chance to to get through to Hamden, but you know I'm sure Park Thistle will definitely be up for it. Looking for an upset uh, uh, coming north as well. After you know they spent a few um, a few seasons out of the top league, they'll be looking to sort of make a mark as they're sort of trying to work their way back up as well. It won't, won't be easy at all. But if you were going to handpick one of the ties, it's probably one of them you're you're going to do, uh, especially at home as well. So should be okay, but Again, potential banana skin. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself uh, or try not to anyway.
0: Yeah, but as Kaiser said earlier on uh, at the start in the comments, what a chance we've now got of a semi-final. I'm sure Jim Goodwin and the players won't be looking too far ahead, but there's no real surprise that the fans are certainly beginning to look ahead when when you see the draw open up like that. And I think for once uh, in a cup competition, what certainly for a long time, the draw has been very favourable to us this season.
1: Yeah, very much uh, unlike it, uh, usually. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we'll absolutely take it. I mean, Arnan in the last round, probably one of the most breathable draws you could have get. Uh, And again, I mean, to be fair, a home tie, I would have taken anything at home, I suppose, probably. Uh, Even Celtic or Rangers, you would have maybe thought, well, at least it's a home, we've got a chance. But, Park Thistle, it's, it's a good chance to get to a semi-final. I think that would be a good start and, you know, Got to take it one game at a time, as they always say.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I suppose one game at a time is what Jim Goodwin and his players will be thinking. And it's Dingwall next. Uh, A team we failed to beat last season, Callum, Um, a a perfect opportunity to kind of right the wrongs from last season against that level of opposition uh, and really kind of put us in a good place ahead of that Rangers game in in a week's time.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, You know, we we, we, thought we were confident about August, uh, sh- shall we say? <laughs> it didn't quite didn't quite go to plan, but we, we've got a good chance uh, of building up a bit of confidence now. Players seem to be playing well. Um, there seems to be a real sort of unity amongst most of them, not all. As uh, I've just seen, Christian yeah. Ramirez, yeah, tweeting. Yeah. I searched it up mm-hmm. after that. He first of all tweeted congratulations to David Bates, and now. Make it make sense, please. There are two sides to every story, that's all for now. Mm-hmm. Very, very vague. Uh, yeah. they're it's interesting, and we'll probably come on to a little bit more about Christian Ramirez uh later on, but mm-hmm. um, mm, yeah, certainly well, cooking up a well, storm.
0: Yeah, four and a half hours of the transfer window to go, um, and he's tweeting like a teenage girl on on Twitter Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes of, of that but we'll discuss that um, a little bit more and I suppose obviously after him not being included in the squad on Tuesday night and uh, it'll be interesting to see if there is any inclusion of him in the squad come Saturday if he does yeah. remain at Aberdeen. Um, as I said, we're making the trip to Dingwall. Hatchet men, Ross Callahan and Jack Baldwin are back available for the Staggies after their two-game ban. Um, I'm sure both fit and rearing to go after their stint on the sideline. I think it's safe to say this is going to be a very physical encounter mm-hmm. uh, up, up north.
1: Absolutely. And this is the sort of game where so you're probably thankful for Ramadani and McCrory both being available in the middle of the park. Mm. Um It'll be interesting to see how we sort of react to, to um, a physical opposition like that. If they're going to carry on the way they did, um, which was two mental challenges? Can't believe they didn't see red for in the first place. But yeah, um, it, it'll, it'll be a battle. We have to make sure we stick to the game plan as well as you know making sure we're not um, a soft touch. Which you know we were a lot of the time last season. It'll be interesting to see how they how they deal with things this time round.
0: Yeah, and I didn't actually realise until this afternoon when I was doing kind of the research for this was County's record against us recently. They're unbeaten in their last four games against us, albeit though we do actually have quite a good record up in Dingwall winning the last uh, four of the last six games, Um, albeit the only defeat up there in that that period was the 4-1 defeat under Derek McInnes, which I think is our third most viewed episode on, on YouTube purely. I don't know whose meltdown was worse after that game.
1: Oh, I don't know. But let's hope there's not gonna be another one after this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been a different kind of well, an indifferent start for Ross County this season. They're the only side to score domestically against Celtic, but just the one win in the league for them this season. Playing a lot of nice football, but not getting results. Wonder where I've heard that one before, Callum.
1: Yeah, I know. They they have they have played pretty well uh, lately and some, some impressive individual performances as well but not, not been able to convert it to too many points um, which they will obviously be looking to change and uh, I think they might see it as a decent opportunity still with our sort of fragilities at times and um, you know slow starts as well and away from home everyone's aware of how bad we've been away from home sort of in recent times um, it, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting one and they'll definitely be uh, definitely be up for it with a lot of new additions as well uh over the summer too and um, i'm quite excited i'm looking forward to it you're just looking forward to the mallard that's what you're looking forward to yeah okay you got coming
0: yeah and um, one of those new additions that has looked very lively certainly from what i've seen of ross county this season is Owura edwards who's currently on loan from bristol city got one league goal this season but very much a live wire for them. It was the winner against Kilmarnock he got um, in that home game against 10 men. But I suppose he's looking to link up with the likes of Jordi Huula and Jordan White as well. But both them as strikers are are struggling for goals this season. You know, just the three league goals um, for Ross County this season, two of them coming at home, both from set pieces. Yes, I'm including the goal against Kilmarnock as a set piece, despite it being the goalkeeper taking a free kick just inside the halfway line. Yeah. Not real. I suppose maybe something we need to think about this weekend, given how poor we've been at defending corners. I was going to say set pieces, but let's be honest, it's been corners.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, look at Anon. Uh, as the closing example. Team in League mm. Two, they're still exposing us. Um, no disrespect intended towards An Athletic there, but they'll certainly be looking for looking to exploit that. I mean, that was one of the frailties I was sort of referring to uh, our, our defending or lack of. Uh, defending of set pieces, and they've got a lot of big physical lads as well as you know, capable players capable of um, uh, making things happen, like Obruna Edwards, who uh, I think he was unlucky to score against. I think it was Hearts in the opening yeah. day as well. If yeah. They hit the bar, yeah. um, so it, it'll be no, it'll be no easy task. And you know, in strikers, and Scotland, strikers often um, goal scoring isn't necessarily the, the main priority. Uh, you know, being big handfuls in their shit houses often up there and certainly they've got a couple capable of that.
0: Yeah, um, I suppose they're struggling for goals this season but they're also struggling to keep a clean sheet, it's just been the one so far this season. That's obviously something you know. certainly in the last couple of league games well, at home at sc- scoring goals hasn't been a problem for Aberdeen and um, hopefully we can convert that on the road as well. You'd like to think with the likes of Bojan Vinnie hopefully chance to continue his fine form, we can look to exploit that that Ross County defence that has
1: struggled this season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, they'll likewise be trying to do the same with us, but, um, you know, Boyan can score goals against any team in this league from basically what I've... What I've seen so far, and I'm trying not to get carried away. Your expert you know, opinion. <laughs> yeah, am I, Yeah, exactly. Expert. Thank you, Glenn. Finally, getting the recognition I deserve. <laughs> uh, he, he looks a class act, and I'm just trying to enjoy him for however long we have him. But um, we do have capable players capable of playing. We do have, you know, options as well for once, which is is very odd if things aren't happening for us off bench, and that's with a few uh, knocks and niggles as well. So, you know, I'd like to think we will have enough. About us, and um, you know, to get to get through and get three points, but we will have to be sturdy defensively. We can't afford another slow start at all. And um, because you know, knowing our luck, it will be Ross County will finally you know kick into goal scoring form after we hand them an opportunity. So we, we need to be right at it and get right at them. Yeah, I suppose.
0: Will there be any concerns from your point of view? The fact that we went to extra time on Tuesday, I know Ross County then played on the Wednesday, so. There's that little bit of difference. They, they've they got one less day of rest. We've had the long trip, extra time. Any concerns for you around that?
1: I think had they played on the same night, then probably. But because they've, you know, they've played just 24 hours later, it's probably just about balances out. So it should be OK. And, you know, they're professional athletes. You know, they should be well-matched fit by now. Uh, there was a little bit of rotation in the team as well. They should be able to handle two games in a week, no problem.
0: Yeah, classic, classic football fan answer to that. Like an
1: old da there.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And I was going to say, on the point of rotation as well, that was a concern on Tuesday night when um, we were heading to extra time and Boyan was sitting on the bench after having been subbed off. I was like, just as well, Vinny's already practised his penalties if it gets that far. Um, I suppose, as you said, there was a bit of rotation on Tuesday night from our point of view. Do you see um, Hayden, Johnny Hayes, and Leighton Clarkson all returning to the starting lineup on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think I'd like to see all, all three in. Um, absolutely, I mean Leighton Clarkson's got you know technical ability probably above everyone else, and um, not only in our team but probably on the pitch on Saturday. Uh, to, to make things happen. Uh, we look a lot more balanced, and Hayden Colson's probably you know a lot better going forward. Pretty similar defensively from what I've seen so far uh, of Jack McKenzie, pretty capable. And, Johnny Hayes, one of our best players so far this season, if not the best. And, you know, um, add another assist against Livingston just uh, to make me feel a bit better myself about the prediction, despite the fact I missed it. So um, I'd like to see all three back in uh, from the start. I think that's probably our strongest 11 um, right now with all the players fit. Yeah, I'm I'm just not sure what
0: Leighton's best position is. Like, because that game against Livingston, he was... I don't know if people in the comments might might um, think different, but I thought he was being more played on the wing and I, I don't really felt feel that suited him. And I think against Ross County, I'm also not sure how that suits him playing out, if it's going to be that kind of physical encounter. So will Matty Kennedy maybe retain his place? Is there maybe some shouts for Ryan Duncan to get a start? Probably not, but... Um, yeah, I agree. I think if Leighton does start, you, you could argue that is definitely up there with our strongest starting eleven. Um, and what about Duke?
1: Well, yeah,
0: exactly. That is a good point John McDonald makes. Do you think Duke's played his way into a start? Uh, he certainly ha- is going the right way about it. The impact performance he had against Livingston and, and similar um, on Tuesday at Annan. <sighs> you could argue he has yes I, I still think we're seeing the best of him as an impact sub against these tiring defenses just using his brute strength and sheer pace to just disrupt defenses Um, I, so i don't don't know how effective you'll be i suppose the only way of seeing that is by handing him the start Um, but yeah john's right there's definitely a case there but i don't i don't think we'll see him start this
1: weekend do you I don't know. I mean, I think he's certainly going to be knocking at the door uh, figuratively because, you know, his performances are um, probably enough to merit a, a chance. But at the same time, yeah, I do agree that, you know, his impact off the bench, um, you know, being able to basically squat and hold off players, despite not being, you know, the tallest tallest player in the park, but he's an absolute unit and his pace and just, um, you know, sometimes a bit of a maverick in the, in the way he plays uh, on the ball as well. So, you know, it, it's tough. And at the same time, if he starts, presumably along with Boyan. he can't really drop mm. Boyan in the form he's been in. Yeah. Then, you know, plan B is a bit um, up in the air right now, given uh, the whole Ramirez situation and the fact Marley Watkins isn't getting off the bench either.
0: Yeah, and I think that was also picked up in the comments as well. Yeah, Stuart in here saying, thought Marley Watkins would have come on at 1-1, obviously referring to the Annen game, but just shows how far down the pecking order he is. And I suppose the fact that he never even featured at all um, on Tuesday night further highlights how far down the pecking order he is um, in terms of him featuring this season and he's just really just been a bench warmer so far for us but I suppose up front it's good to have these options it's good for us to, to have a consideration but certainly judging by how Jim Goodwin's lined us up this season I don't think his immediate intention is to change to a 4-4-2 because I think that's what we would have to go to really get the best out of Duke um, is for him to go up alongside Majovski and then that's obviously dropping Vinny a bit deeper than the role he's currently playing Um, but you never know it's it's a good option to have but I think just now it was all saying if it ain't broke don't fix it so I think we'll just stick as is Um, but I suppose it kind of takes us on nicely to, to looking at the the transfer, obviously with it being deadline today and, and looking at the, the strength and depth of the squad. But I suppose, Callum, we should really start with the the American uh, number 999, whatever number he is, maybe 999, judging by his antics today. Um, it came about this morning that there was a rumour that um, Hearts had made an inquiry for Christian Ramirez. Um, to take him to Gorgie now whether that was going to be a loan signing or permanent signing remains to be seen who knows what's going to happen um over the, ne- the course of the next few hours um, but as as we said um I don't know if you have it in front of you obviously he's been a bit active on, on Twitter tonight Um yeah. a little cryptic tweet as well what do you make of first of all the the rumored interest from Hearts but also the way he is now acting this evening on social media
1: um... It's interesting. I'll just reiterate the, the latest tweet uh, again for maybe anyone that's missed it. Um, Christian Mears tweeted uh, about well about twenty minutes ago. Make it make sense, please. There are two sides to every story. Thumbs up emoji. That's all for now. Very very cryptic. I mean, I don't know. He is behaving a bit childish, and the fact he's tweeting something like that probably suggests. That there's not he's not currently having a medical at uh, Tain Castle. Let's be honest, um, it's an odd one. I, I think as a player he's still got a lot to give, but you know as an option, you know he, he does score goals given the chance. Maybe doesn't offer so, so much when he's not scoring those goals as we saw last season. But at the same time, Goodwin, if he doesn't like a player or if he thinks the attitude's not right. Very unlikely he's going to get a second chance. I just think maybe that tweet, I don't know what it's alluding to, but you know, it's certainly been there's been a lot of twists in in the story of Christian Ramirez lately. And you know, Mm -hmm. sort of spitting the dummy out when Glass left, looking disinterested, and then you know, being allowed to go back because he was apparently fatigued uh, going back to America for a longer holiday. And now, all this, the number 99, Faf, it's a very, very bizarre one. I, I don't know if we will see him leave um maybe come january because you know the, the american season starts sort of sometime after then i don't know yeah it, it it'll be it's bizarre i i hope he doesn't go all alone to hearts um i don't think he will i just think a rival, although he can't play against us uh, in terms of you know aiming for a third pretty stupid if, if he mm-hmm. can go on and get service and score the goals and if he does apply his attitude but he might be able to get Deliveroo in Gorgie so who knows um,
0: and as Kaiser says, um, unless there is another striker lined up, there was of course rumors this this afternoon that we were linked with Louis Molt, because of course a transfer window wouldn't be um Aberdeen without a, a rumor to Louis Molt. I'm surprised Alan Gow didn't get a mention in there as well. Um I, I think you know that what Kaiser's saying is right, unless we do have another striker lined up, we really are best keeping him. Um, happy or not happy i think there was rumors that he was training with the, the under 18s the back end of last week um as well so he's not even in and around the first team squad Um so it kind of just shows either there's been a bit of a falling out um you know i think both Jim Goodwin and Christian Ramirez have big egos and um, and maybe it's just a case of those two egos don't see eye to eye but certainly if he was to leave um I think the club will obviously be looking to have somebody in there. They, I think we would be stupid to let him go without having somebody lined up to, to replace him.
1: I would agree. And um, he's also tweeted his congratulations to David Bates on his move and posted it on his Instagram story uh, as well, along with a photo of, of the pair of them. I mean, if, if he was wanting to you know, if, just get his chance or whatever, and that's upsetting, he is not helping in any way, shape or form. And it's really unprofessional. Um, pretty petty and uh, pretty childish so um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Ramirez will ever you know work his way back after this because I have pretty big doubts.
0: Yeah and I suppose it's not he's not well as I said he's I suppose he said there's two sides to every story so we'll I guess we'll never know the truth until he speaks out from his point of view but as John McDonald says it's Quite disruptive. It's not really great for a team and you guys trying to get to know each other. And I suppose it does deflect from the stuff that's going on on the pitch. It's three wins in a row, looking to make it four. You know, sitting fourth in the league in a cup quarter final as well. We don't really need these
1: sort of distractions off the field. No, uh, I I would agree. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's disruptive. Basically, that's the that's the only way to describe it. You can understand being you know, upset at not playing, you know, you were the man last season, a new striker comes in to get your number, whatever. I presume there's been more that's going on behind closed doors uh, about that. And, you know, if players don't see eye to eye, whatever, still be a good teammate f- for for the rest of your team. Because, you know, you see, yeah. in the, in, we're talking about the unity of the rest of the team. Look how they're reacting right now to each other and, you know, celebrating their wins together. Every time one of the players posts a photo from uh, from the weekend, there's like 10 other players in the comments down below uh, commenting. But, you know, it's trivial, whatever, but it's good to see for us because that's what all we've got to go off. We're not in the dressing room. So it looks like they're together. Uh, and even some players that aren't involved, Joel Lewis was commenting below one of them. and um, Dante Povaras often in the comments. Christian Ramirez is sulking, it would seem.
0: Yeah, yeah uh- <laughs> This is a really good point, Noblaha makes. Good to have the American contingent of the Dandies joining us on tonight's live. Um, Goodwin better know what he's doing because if Mayovsky goes down, touch wood, he doesn't. Um, it, it's Ramirez and Watkins. I suppose you could also throw Duke in there as well that we're depending on. Nobody could expect either of them to pick off where they're left off. And you're sitting there with a player that, sounds unhappy in Christian Ramirez, a player who's not getting a look in and has a history of injuries himself in Marley Watkins and Duke who we've not yet seen start a game it is a bit of a, a risky strategy here and um, the way we're going with our with our front line and again that that's the four we've got um, in terms of strikers and I, I suppose I, I, I've got on my other screen just now that the post that discussed Dandy's on Twitter put up about our strength and depth uh, in the forward area. He doesn't actually have Ramirez listed in his um, strikers but he has Liam Harvey listed as well so it, it, it does show we're, we are a bit limited if there was to be a problem around Boyan between now and January.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, not only Marley Watkins' fitness issues, but he's never looked at his best when when playing as an actual number nine. He's always best mm-hmm. uh, off them and playing off a striker. Um, and then, yeah, Duke not started a game. Still a little bit of an unknown quantity, despite steam what, seeing what he's capable in flashes. Um, Liam Harvey, very very young. And um, to throw him in would be um, a big ask, really, of him. Uh, although he is, you know, highly thought of. Clearly not quite ready yet to play first-team football. It's uh, it's an interesting one. I do wonder if perhaps we had been able to get Tobias Lauritsen in, mm. along with maybe others, then maybe we would have seen Ramirez leave. But um, well, I don't know if that was maybe where Duke came in, if we didn't get Lauritsen, but it's been a, a scandal, uh, I think is, is the word I'm going to use to describe it.
0: Yeah, uh, the problem is as well, if you're wanting to offload a striker that's on the wage that Ramirez is and has still got a year um, contract, you you need to get offers in. Um, unfortunately, you're not going to have people buying a striker when they can't see what he's doing. I know if he scored the, the amount of goals he did last season, went off the boil a bit towards the end of the season, but this current situation doesn't exactly enamour him to potential suitors. And if it is going to be a uh, move to the MLS. Unfortunately, the MLS transfer window currently isn't open uh, and ours obviously closes soon. So it, it's just an awkward predicament now the club find themselves in. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a really not a good look, but it's just getting dragged out on social media as well, which I'm sure both the player and club equally um, are not fans of.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, for him... Probably the best thing is, whether he thinks he's going to get a look in or not, is to get his head down and try and force his way in somehow, no matter what, whether the, the chance comes through injury, suspension, or his performance. If his performance at a certain level in training, even if he's not getting a chance on the park, and you know we do need to rely on him, and then he delivers, whether he wants to be here or not, then that gives him a good platform for offers elsewhere, puts him in that shop window. Whereas right now, he's just complaining on Twitter and other social media platforms, and it's not a good look for anyone, essentially. Well,
0: um Gooby's actually messaged me to say that he's now deleted said tweet from half an hour ago. So this is classic Ramirez puts up a post and then deletes. But uh, long live screenshotting and social media and uh, that that stays um, stays there. Um, away from Christian Ramirez, well, the banner that I did have made up was, is Conor McLennan going out on loan? Because there was... There was certainly talk at the beginning of the week that he'd um turned down opportunities to join teams on loan already this season, one being a, a premiership side, but he has now joined a premiership side in St. Johnson. A good opportunity for Connor to really go out and get first team minutes under his belt and show Jim Goodwin what he can offer. I think Connor was keen to stay and prove that he could fight for a a first-team place here at Aberdeen. Yes, Cal, no laughing. Um, But, you know, look at what Bruce Anderson did when he left the club over to Livingston. Um, Could Connor make the most of his opportunity now at St Johnston um, with the opportunity at first-team minutes in regular football? Because obviously that's not what he's going to get here at Aberdeen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was laughing there. It's nothing against Connor. It's not anything, like, horrendous at all. It's just... He's so out of the picture, it's unbelievable. He's not even making the bench either uh, at all. So it's it's best for him to go out and, you know, get a loan. I mean, you know, I mean, Peter Pollock went on loan to St. Johnston, came back, look what he became. I'm not saying that'll happen again, but that's what happens when you go out and, you know, he can go and get first-team football. I think it's unlikely he'll get another contract here at all, but if he can go and prove himself to be a Premiership-caliber player at St. Johnston, I mean, it's, it's the best thing for him. Uh, It's no use being here. if He's not going to get a look in with like six other wingers basically ahead of him in the pecking order. Um, I I think it's a good move. It's a good level for him. Uh, He'll get a chance to go and show what he can do. And as I said, probably on a contract elsewhere.
0: Yeah, I think it's the right move for him in terms of going to a premiership team. I think there was a few people mentioning Cove Rangers and we're interested. I don't think for for Connor personally, a, a move down to the championship would have suited him but getting a same level premiership club and a chance to compete at the highest level in Scotland is is good for him. Um, On a a personal level, whether or not it's enough to to stay at Aberdeen going forward will of course remain to be seen. Um, There was also some news tonight as well um, concerning Tom Ritchie's loan at Queen of the South. Um, Talk of that being cancelled and him moving to Peter Head on loan that was a deal that was rumoured uh, in the summer before uh, Peter Head signed Jack Newman ahead of of course the opening Premier Sports game against ourselves because if they had signed Tom Ritchie they still wouldn't <sighs> have been able to have a goalkeeper for that fixture so um, rumours circling tonight that Tom Ritchie will be heading back up north and um, I don't think he's actually been getting much minutes at-, at Queen's I know he was on the bench at the weekend yeah. Um, and also um, in midweek at Ibrox when Queen of the South played there, so I'm not, I think again a good move for Tom in search of first team minutes as he looks to to make an impression for Jim Goodwin for the future as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He, he 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 needs to be playing at, at the age as far as development, and um, you know I don't know if he's going to play even at Peterhead. I suppose with Newman still there, I think. No,
0: Newman's gone back to Dungeon United. That's why this oh. rumours come about because they have two goalkeepers with no hands that makes sense um well, yeah their goalkeeper's also liking celtic posts on instagram after losing nine
1: nil so yeah you know. <laughs> exactly exactly and another the backup one's not much better since he got thrown in so yeah um okay well in that case sorry for not being informed uh, first of all but i think it's a good move for him if he goes and plays there his first choice Um, Then fantastic, he's at a young age good age for his development, to be playing regular first team football regardless of the level Um, and it's still a good level at that age, so um, I think that would be a good move should it come off uh, should it materialise I've got BBC loaded and apparently Hearts have now signed uh, a Wigan striker on loan Mm -hmm. Stephen Humphreys and apparently that will likely be at Tynecastle this evening, so Ramirez not heading out to Gorgie, unlucky uh, for wanting to deliver it. Yeah, well, not
0: getting a trip to the capital. Um well he might in a few weeks' time when we play Hibs, who knows? Um Shane Fraser, good to have you along. Another one of the American dandies that tune into the podcast there. Hope the whiskey is settled in well after you finished your uh finished early. Um good to have you along. Um so calm that's really the the transfer r- rumors that we've seen so far. Um with David Bates now being confirmed as leaving the club to to Metchelin, do you think, or hope maybe, because I certainly do, that we get one defender in before
1: the close of the window tonight? Michael Hector. Yeah. <laughs> it's never gonna happen, but I would love it so much. Free agent. Exactly. Can play centre back and right back, exactly what we need. Um mm-hmm. definitely not gonna happen given you know what he's gone on to do playing at a very decent level, playing international football. However, I would love it, love it if we signed Michael Hector. Okay, Um, Kevin. Exactly. I would like a defender and some description because, well, I think at left back we're probably okay. But centre back, the third option is Ross McCrory after, well, I suppose second option because you've got Scales and Stewart starting. Then it's Ross McCrory and Jack Milne. That's the other ones. And then at right back, there's Jaden Richardson. That's it. So we do need some sort of cover. I feel because we're you know one injury or one game against Celtic away from having to it, from having to change everything again, and uh, we saw how that turned out. So I th- I'd like to think we would be in the market for that, but whether that'll happen after the deadline, maybe if it's a free agent, I don't know. And um, but but we'll see if we. But if we were, if I had to pick one position for us to sign someone, it would be that.
0: Yeah. So. I would totally agree with that so again looking at the the post that Discuss Dandy's put up on on Twitter tonight and um, as I said this is where we're getting the information on on squad depth so he's got a left back excuse me our left back options as Hayden Coulson, Jack McKenzie and Johnny Hayes, left centre back Liam Scales, Jack Milne, right centre back Anthony Stewart, Ross McCrory and right back uh, Jaden Richardson and Ross McCrory so again just shows certainly on the right hand side of, of defence um our cover is Ross McCrory basically so I do really feel I think someone put on Twitter earlier that was a versatile defender I think they replied to our tweet um, over on Twitter at RTG underscore podcast if you don't follow us over there and um, but as Kaiser says another centre half is a necessity and you know probably reading the, the strength and depth that we currently got there across the back four I, I don't think he's m- much far wrong we do really need that, that extra cover because Bates was never in the picture and again you know when, when Noel was speaking about Boyan going out injury if we pick up an injury or a bad suspension bad injury across that back four we are a bit thin on the ground
1: yeah that's the whole thing knackered essentially uh, if that happens it's probably a bit of a concern that's not happened as of yet i think it's a clear; it's been a glaringly obvious problem and um, since basically the start of the premier sports cup group stages Um so i would like to think it would get addressed and you know maybe now with Bates going out there is the budget for that as well it's uh, to mm-hmm. bring in someone like that be on loan towards the end of the deadline or free agent i don't know Um ideally someone that can play center back and right back even though that's never ideal could I'd never usually trust that too much and mm-hmm. um, but we, we if we do have enough uh, we've got enough money to bring in one person ideally it'd be someone like that. Um where's Paul Quinn when you need him? That's all <laughs> I'll say. Is so he not up north somewhere?
0: Um yeah, I, again kind of goes back to the point Mark Robertson here again saying that if McCrory goes down, the whole team falls apart. And I think we've already seen that this season that when Ross McCrory has and neither does our Wi-Fi, apparently. This shows the joys of um, doing a live. Uh, apologies for that. So, yeah, um, if McCrory does move, our, our midfield is disrupted. Our whole team's disrupted, Calm. Looking at midfield, what dis- discussed Dandies has put, so he's gone with um, a 4-1-2-3 sort of formation. So he's got, in terms of sitting midfielders, he's got Ramadani, McCrory and Jack Milne as an option in there. And in terms of our kind of main two midfielders, he's got Connor Barron, Dante Polvara, Johnny Hayes, and then McCrory and Leighton Clarkson. I mean, I don't know how many times I'm reading Ross McCrory's name out, but just, again, going back to that point uh, that Mark makes about if McCrory goes down, the whole team falls apart. He's covering about five positions in this team that discussed Andy's boots out. And Hayes is covering the other
1: three basically and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I think the center mid we're okay once Barron comes back I mean right now I suppose we still got still got right now we're okay we've still got Pavara as that backup uh off the bench and as to say Milne can also uh play in that sort of sitting midfield spot if needed and um, so I think we're okay there Johnny Hayes can just play anywhere essentially on the park but
0: um I think my only concern about the midfield right now is how long Connor Barron is actually going to be out yeah. um, for and obviously again it's with that cruciate knee it's a bit ligamenty Is it you know Jim Goodwin said it was only going to be a couple of weeks and yeah. then it's a couple more weeks you know you don't want to to rush that sort of injury back right. and I think again it was mentioned in the comments that um, Dante's not been seen since the Celtic game either which I'm sure is doing his confidence the world of good um, or he maybe he get him- from
1: jaws didn't he?
0: Um, yeah, minutes like at, at the very end, yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing serious um, in in that sense. But so maybe again a little bit thin in midfield. But I still feel between now and, and midnight tonight of obviously time of recording, depending when you're listening back to this or watching, of course. Um, I do really feel we do need that defensive cover as priority, but a, a midfielder in there wouldn't wouldn't go amiss either.
1: Perhaps not, but I suppose if you say a defender, then it means less need to move McCrory elsewhere. True, so if, he, if something happens to him, then he's still got Barron when fit or Polvara uh, and Milne, I suppose, as well.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point there. Um, yeah, and Emma um, coming up there again, yeah. the, the, the list is giving an absolute fear for a McCrory injury. I like how everyone always assumes about injuries and forgets suspensions can be, be thrown in there as well. Um, If we look at the front three that he's gone with here, you've got on the left-hand side, Johnny Hayes, Callum Roberts, who people have probably forgotten about already, given his hamstring injury, and is currently out, I think, for four more weeks. And he's put Shaden Morris on the left-hand side. Um, You've then got on the right-hand side, Bezowin, Kennedy, Duncan. I suppose Shaden, Vinny, and Kennedy all come under the option of being able to flip for both sides. Yeah. I think we are okay on, on the wing just now.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I thought that before Shane Morris was signed, I thought we were okay, and then we added him. Um, obviously, the injury with uh, to Roberts a bit of causing a bit more of a problem. But I think we're okay, and especially with Ryan Duncan um, seemingly coming on loop, leaps and bounds so far. Probably only going to get better with a bit more game time. I think we're okay out wide as well.
0: Yeah, and then as we've discussed up top, we've got Boyan Duke Watkins. Ramirez and Liam Harvey. I mean, you've got plenty of option. There's none of them outside Boyan and Duke getting minutes just now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're. I think in a long time we will be okay up there. I think it's a concern. Ramirez's attitude right now, Watkins' fitness, and and Harvey's experience. But between the three of them and their problems as well as Boyan and Duke, uh, we've maybe got about three strikers there. So we'll be all right.
0: Yeah, so Jim Goodwin um, did say, you know, he was happy with the the strength and depth of his squad. Would you agree with that?
1: You're are you happy with our strength and depth? Other, other than the defense, yes, but the defense is a glaringly obvious massive problem. But it's
0: easy to fix, Jim. Remember, so um, I'm sure he has got options lined up. I would like to think letting David Bates go at this late stage in the window. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have something else lined up um, and we aren't just relying on Ross McCrory to drop into our defence when needed or rely on Jack Milne if Ross McCrory cannot provide that cover. Um, It it does seem a little bit hit and hope between now and January. But I I also suppose that the issue maybe some people have around deadline day, Callum, is that that at this late stage, teams can start holding others to, to ransom knowing that the likes of Aberdeen might be in need of a right-sided defender if we go in bidding for a player at this late stage we could end up paying over the odds for something we we don't want to Uh,
1: absolutely Uh, they can do that and often you do see teams absolutely spunking money but um i i I have a feeling that if we do bring someone else in at at this stage now it would probably be as a loan because You know the the money we've spent largely has been abroad. Getting a player in from abroad now would be just impossible, given you know how long these things take these days. Mm -hmm. And so I I have a feeling it would be a loan, or perhaps you know there's still free agents available uh, to sign after uh, the end of the 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 deadline. So um, it'll it'll be that hopefully, and we won't get uh, absolutely fleeced for some of our money we've earned over the summer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not. I think that's, I suppose, the other thing as well. Clubs might know how much money we've made, um, you know, this summer as well and try and put that that figure up. But, you know, as I said, we're coming up to what's at eight o'clock uh, on Thursday evening, four hours until the, the window proverbially slams shut in Scotland. Overall, Callum, what would you? how would you assess the, the transfer window for Aberdeen so far this summer?
1: Um, Do you mean a rating out of 10 or just a bit yeah. of a summary? I mean,
0: if you want to give it as a 10, feel free. If you want to give a summary, I'm sure the people would love to hear your su- summarization. Do a
1: little bit both. Um, I think currently we're sitting at, at an 8 out of 10 window. I'm pretty happy with the business we've done. Um, you know, a, a very large turnover of players, of course, but the players we've signed so far look to be of... Good quality, some better than others. Some I'm a little bit still needing convinced on, um, but for the most part, depth is there. I think to improve on what we've done so far, um, it would require some defensive cover. Perhaps I would have maybe liked that man, Conor Ronan, which you know we spoke about for ages over the summer, and it's not happened. And um, I don't know whether you know, come January, if he's not getting football, then he might that might then happen. But um, I think the quality of certain players as well bump it up as well. Boyan Miowski in particular. Duke looks a real handful. Um, and I mean, his, if you'd asked me when we signed him, if I thought he'd be worse by now, then I thought I would have said yes, but he certainly looks more comfortable than I thought. Um, Stewart wins a lot of errors in the air, can't play football, but that's okay. That's all we need him for. Scales is certainly um, looking very impressive and, and you know, Colson too, despite the injuries. Um, so I think we are in a good spot. Certainly a lot better than we were in May uh, earlier in the year.
0: Yeah, no, that, that that's a good assessment. I think certainly what we've signed up top is incredible for the value for money. i seen someone put up a tweet earlier that's saying that um, Cole Stockton, who failed at Hearts, Morecambe wants £600,000 for him and we got Bojan Miowski for 535000 Um And also speaking of strikers, uh, look at Sam Cosgrove joining Plymouth um, on loan for the rest of the season just think how how good a bit of business we did and um, selling Sam for, for two million pounds Um I, yeah I kind of agree with the summary that you put up but on Connor Ronan I, I just have a real fear that we've been all our eggs in one basket in the Conor Ronan basket and I think Jim Goodman might have been holding out hope that he was going to come uh, this summer and I'm just hoping that we haven't then let you know, option B go by and, you know, we're sitting here at the last minute. I think Jim Goodwin did mention in his press conference today that he is waiting on decisions from other clubs to to see if players come or there's been circumstances elsewhere that's meant the players that we were going after aren't now coming and we aren't just going to sign anybody for the sake of it, which I do think is, is wise. Um, but one one comment um, from Mark Robertson uh, whilst you were doing your summary that I really liked the sound of, he says um, Michael Hector probably is a pipe dream, but having him at right back even and I think this is the the good part I like if it's till the winter window, so just sign him until January, give him something to to get in, give him some opportunity to put himself in the shop window, but also help teach Richardson, teach him the dis- dis- defensive a- aspect of the game because. Let's be honest. How many times am I mentioning that on this podcast? It's it's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, true. I mean, I still I think it is very very unlikely, but I would still just love it so much that I'm holding on to a little bit of hope. But yeah, it was a very good point. I mean, I think he's definitely a centre back by by trade, but you know he played a right back for us uh, for a while, and um, you know he, he played it played there for a few clubs since as well. Um, it would certainly help Jaden Richardson I think you know, not only the defensive aspect but some of the experience that Michael Hector has as well um, just in general would help a lot of the squad but uh, I just I feel like I just don't want to talk about it anymore because you'll I'm get your hopes, get up. hopes up and up and up and up. I know it's not going to happen it's absolutely not going to happen but a boy can dream
0: boy can dream You imagine if the club like tweeted something that linked to Michael Hector you're going to lose your mind
1: <laughs> oh yeah definitely
0: um, John McDonald saying, we're doing great considering the amount of new guys in there in the starting 11, we have our moment, um, Motherwell I'm sure you mean John, but it will only get better and I, I guess to be honest that's a really good way of looking at it, we have um, we have done well this season, um, although I know a few people like to say most of our best performance have, have come against 10 men this season, so um, let's see if we can put in a good performance on Saturday against 11 men um but yeah i mean look where we're sitting in in the league sitting fourth got a good platform uh hopefully a good opportunity to get three points on saturday ahead of that rangers game um and I could, like i said sitting in a cup quarterfinal um already better than what we did last season in that that respective competition so um yeah i, I think what what john says there is a, is a good point considering that the turnover in players that we have had this summer we have started the season in in a good, in a good way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully long may continue, the more the players still gel. I mean, still a lot of new faces. I know it's, you know, we're well into the season now, however, Mm -hmm. uh, it still does take a lot of time for the, the, these things to to come together. So, you know, hopefully we can keep, keep improving more. Some of the young players get more experience as well uh, too. So, you know, Hopefully, we can go on to bigger and better things this season. And um, I think there is still some things that need to work on. But, of course, there always is. There's always room for improvement. Uh, so, I think we are in a good spot. Fourth, our quarterfinal with a home draw against a t- side from the division below. We're in a decent spot right now.
0: Right now, exactly. And hopefully, we're still in a decent spot when um, we catch up on Monday to record... Um, next week's episode obviously catching up on any of the transfer goings-on that happen between now and midnight when the the transfer window closes and um, any rumors or signings outgoings that may happen inevitably once this live comes to a conclusion in the next couple of minutes Callum um, but yeah just hopefully we are in that, that positive place and continue to build um, f- over the next few weeks because there is something, I think, good happening at the club. We just need to see that little bit of consistency. But I suppose going back to the point John John, makes with the amount of new guys, it, it will take that, that little bit of time as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And talking of building, don't forget to subscribe if you're tuning into the live show, uh, whether you're watching it back. And follow us if you're listening in uh, to the audio version after. Follow us on Twitter at RTG underscore podcast on instagram at rtg.podcast and our personal Twitter as well there's loads of nonsense going on there all the time Get yeah involved.
0: exactly yeah loads and loads of nonsense but um really do appreciate um all of you taking the time to join us on on deadline day i'm sure it's, it's been a good hour of most of your time to stop scrolling on your phones <laughs> checking all the rumors um, it's been a bit of a, a nice distraction for us, for those of you that have joined in from the States, from Australia, for wherever you've tuned in. It, we do really appreciate the, the support you show to the show um, uh, to tune in and contribute in the in the comments, interact and share the show wherever you're from. Thank you very much. Callum, I'll leave you with your usual outro because I, I know you think it brings us luck um, ahead of the weekend's game. Until next week, though, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. God, I'm so deluded. Go it's